this week, The Hub covers an interview with Bob Dunning and the new library innovation in South Davis. From the Blue Devil Hub, this is the News Cycle. I'm Maria Anderson, and today is Monday, February 27th. This is Bob Dunning's 53rd year writing for the Enterprise. Hub reporter Elliot DeYoung has the story. You think, I'm not, I don't know what I'm going to write about for tomorrow's paper. It's like having five term papers a week to write. That's Bob Dunning, a Davis columnist who has his own section on the Davis Enterprises website. He hasn't missed a deadline since his first day on January 27, 1970 at the Enterprise, and is at 53 years of writing the longest-running editorial column in the United States. Dunning moved to Davis at age five, with no ambitions of journalism and little interest in school. He started at Central Elementary School, where Central Park now stands, and made it all the way to UC Davis, where he got a bachelor's in political science, a teaching credential, and a law degree, separated by a stint at Oregon State University. In order to fund that law degree, Dunning had to get a job in 1970, and he applied to three businesses on Main Street. Yeah, I went downtown, walked along G Street. I mean, I grew up here, I knew the town well, and I went to uh, Taco Bell, and I went to Jack in the Box, and I went to the Davis Enterprise because they were all right in a row. And I walked into the Enterprise thinking maybe they had some kind of a night janitor job or something like that that would work into my law school. He was hired as the sports editor, covering UC Davis and Davis High School matches. He's continued to do so through articles and broadcasts, most recently baseball and soccer games on ESPN+. Plus. Last weekend we did three, three televised baseball games. Uh, and I do, I do the color commentary. I, I always work with a play-by-play -play person who actually knows what they're talking about. And then I just kind of add, the, <laughs> add my opinion. In 1976, he began writing The Wary Eye, a daily column which is the longest running in America, according to Dunning, and arguably the most recognizable column in the enterprise. I've been asked that probably a million times. Uh, is it The Wary Eye or The Wary One? And it's actually The Wary Eye. But even that could be the letter I or, or your eyeball. Each column is on a unique topic or angle, which is sometimes difficult for Dunning to determine and elaborate upon. Sometimes I'd write about Davis city politics. Sometimes I'd write about just slice of life, you know, or uh, maybe you go somewhere, you're traveling somewhere and you write about the town you're visiting or the city you're visiting or, or what you're seeing. Dunning says some of the most impactful columns he's written are in response to homicides in Davis. One of these was the stabbing of Davis High student Tong Hai Win in 1983. His mother apparently got a call from the school and she lived very near where we live and leaving her apartment in a, in a country that she didn't grow up in and riding her bicycle to Davis High School to learn what had happened to her son. It just was uh, the most heartbreaking story I, I ever wrote about. More recently, Dunning wrote a column partially using ChatGPT, a conversation-based general artificial intelligence. He quoted parts of it, supplemented by factual corrections and affirmations in his typically witty tone. It was, it was pretty good. It was better than anything I ever wrote, but it was just pretty good. Dunning has used typewriters, computers, and AI to write his column over the years, 
but thoroughly appreciates every one of the thousands of pieces he had the opportunity to write. For the News Cycle, this is Elliot DeYoung. With the city of Davis becoming larger every year, the current library in Davis is going over the capacity limit. To solve this issue, Davis is creating a new library to be placed in South Davis. I reported on this story. Davis has become a city that has increased with more and more people repeatedly. For the past few years, the plan to create a second library to accommodate the increasing number of people has been put in place. This library will be constructed in South Davis near Marguerite Montgomery Elementary School. Scott Love is the library retail manager who oversees the West region, meaning Winters, Davis, and Esparto. We created a facilities master plan about four years ago, and that listed us wanting to have, I believe, a 25,000 square foot branch in South Davis. The comparison between the current Mary L. Stevens branch library and the proposed new library will have multiple differences that make each special to its own, but also some similarities. One of the things the community desperately needs there is meeting space like we have here. So there will be a large community room, I think about the size of, of the Blanchard room here, our, our main room here. There'll be a number of study rooms, I think like five or six study rooms in it. So we're kind of emulating a little bit of what we do here, but on a smaller scale, study rooms and meeting rooms are, are, are really a priority. Some extra benefits that this new library will have will encourage the community to enjoy the outdoors, even in a studying setting. Having an outdoor amphitheater and an outdoor area as part of the meeting room so that uh, when our weather is nice here in the spring and fall mainly, people can use the outdoor uh, meeting room space. Sheila Allen is the Deputy Supervisor for Yolo County District 4. Yolo County had uh, looked at where library services were needed on a population basis. Davis was the next place to get a, a library and will be the first one with a second library, library because of, the, of our, the size of our population. Many new installations, which will benefit the public in a variety of ways, will attract people all across the city but it will also have study rooms. It will have internet access. So there'll be a place that people can go and utilize internet. And it will have community rooms, which there is no um, public community space in the south of the highway. Children who live in the south of Davis currently have a harder time with access to a library. And this new library proposition should hopefully allow those children to have easier access. Um, if you were to, to tootle over to the, um, the Mary Stevens Library, you will see that when school lets out for those kids, especially that are at North Davis right there, a lot of them head over to the library and it's a safe place for them to go and maybe do homework, but maybe see friends or look through a book or listen to you know some music or something. Um, and the kids at Montgomery don't have that. And of all parts of Davis, they're the ones that might not have after-school care or a safe place to be. Jim Provenza is the supervisor for Yolo County District 4. It, the overcrowding problem has, has be, 
come worse over the years with maybe a slight respite during the uh, COVID lockdown. But the numbers are now going up to, to the point where uh, people come into the library and have to turn around and go away because there's absolutely nowhere to sit. This capacity issue was a leading deciding factor in whether or not a new library should be built. A new library would help accommodate and balance the number of people 50-50. Creating equity among the students was a main goal that would help solve the accommodation issue. About half of the, the uh, students at Mar Marguerite Montgomery School are socioeconomically uh, disadvantaged. We also have a large number of English learners in that area. They are not getting equal access to the library because of the current location and the overcrowding. This library is proposed to be completed in the next several years with a budget of $21 million. For the news cycle, this is Maria Anderson reporting. Well, that's our show for today. The News Cycle is a production of the Blue Devil Hub in association with the Davis Enterprise. Daniel Ruiz Jimenez writes our theme music. The program is produced by Maria Anderson and Nani Grigor. Our executive producer is Elliot DeYoung. We're trying to grow our listeners. Make sure to share the News Cycle with your friends. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on the web at bluedevilhub.com. And don't miss our radio broadcasts Monday at 8 and Tuesday at noon on 95.7 KDRT. You can also follow The Hub on social media. We're on Instagram at Blue Devil Hub and on Twitter at DHS Hub. Have a good week and we'll see you next time.